Hey there, this is the Penny on Your Thoughts podcast, and I am your host, Penny Chason. I'm a board-certified hypnotist, intuitive, and experiencer. This podcast is about tapping into your subconscious to create a more aligned and abundant life. By leveraging our subconscious, we can master our thoughts, frequency, and vibration. Fusing the conscious, subconscious, and our consciousness is the science of expansion and soul satisfaction. Each week, I'll share in-depth interviews or solo episodes. This podcast was created to share how you have the power to create infinite potential within you. It's my intention that you find this podcast empowering, inspiring, and full of possibility. Now grab your favorite beverage and let's go. Hey, I had somebody reach out to me about procrastination this week. They were wondering what were my thoughts on procrastination and how I approach it in terms of overcoming it. Now, I thought I had done a podcast episode on this. I I really did. And I went back through the archives and... I can't find one. And I thought, well, that's really odd. So here we go. Procrastination is something that we often get into. Many times we're aware of it, but sometimes when we procrastinate, we aren't aware of what we're doing. So let's just go to basics. What is procrastination? Procrastination happens when there is a task, an activity, a conversation, something that needs to happen, and we are avoiding doing it. Now, when I mention that sometimes we don't realize we're doing it, is that sometimes we can have a task that we know we need to do. Let's go back to my early days as an entrepreneur, right? and reconciling those damn bank statements in QuickBooks. Because even though I knew I was bringing in more money than was going out, I just had this whole story around QuickBooks and the bank account and fear of failure. Like, even though the numbers were going to be good, I would do anything and everything to avoid going into that accounting software and reconciling my bank accounts. And I used profit first, so I knew things were good. I remember in June of 2020, I had over a year's worth of bank statements uh, to reconcile. Because remember, we had the pandemic that year, so they delayed uh, tax time. So I did over a year's worth (laughs) of bookkeeping in a couple of weeks. So at that point, I hired a bookkeeper. I knew that if I went in and just did it, that it wouldn't take that long, but I avoided it. I could find any number of things to do as a new business owner. I would rather take a course and dive into the course or let me tweak this web page or maybe I could record a hypnosis audio. I would come up with any number of things to do. I would even rearrange the furniture in my office. And 
I generally wouldn't think about it in my mind. I was prioritizing other things first until it came down to knowing it needed to be done. And then I would recognize I was procrastinating. Now, for a lot of us, we may need to do something like take care of those books. And we're like, you know what? I don't want to do that right now. I'm going to go do something else. So there's the not recognizing we're avoiding it because we're prioritizing other things first that really aren't more important. Or we're like, you know what? I just don't want to do that. <laughs> I'm going to go do something else instead. And we're very aware that we are procrastinating. Procrastination generally arises out of fear. Um, if it's about doing video or a speaking event or submitting a proposal, it could be a fear of what people think, fear of judgment, fear of acceptance, fear of success, fear of failure. It's fear, okay? But there are times where procrastination is just because we don't like what it is that we have to do. It is not a task that we enjoy. It's, we just don't like it, okay? It's not aligned with the things that we enjoy. Now, some of the things that we get to do every day that we may not like might be things like taking out the trash or um, folding laundry, cleaning the kitchen. Like those are normal everyday things that when we look at them, we're like, yeah, we don't like doing those things. But if we don't do them, the house gets messy, right? Things build up over time and it's not pleasant, but we can do the same thing in our business. There are aspects of our business that we may not like, but as if you're a solopreneur or maybe you're just a small team of people, there may be things that you get to do them even if you don't like them until you reach the level that that is something that you can train someone and hand that off. So we may procrastinate those things and it may negatively impact our success, our progress, our business. Some people procrastinate hiring someone because maybe they fear that bringing somebody on is going to be, you know, hard. It's going to be challenging. They may not have what it takes to train the person or um, you may be afraid of like, you know what, am I going to sustain my business to continue to pay this person? Because when you take on an employee, it is an additional responsibility. And if you don't know how to structure that in your business so that it takes that worry off of you, you're going to procrastinate doing it. And there are people who can teach you how to do that. I know how to manage bringing someone on in the business and to know that things are secure there financially. But if you've never done it before, you don't know what you don't know. You can procrastinate doing the very thing that will bring you so much joy and freedom in your business. But not everything is procrastination. Sometimes what we think is procrastination is actually resistance. Resistance comes when there is something that we believe we have to do or we believe that we should do that is not aligned with our subconscious values. 
our subconscious values are a part of our subconscious identity. Whether we realize it or not, the majority of our choices are made based on our top three to five values, even if we're not consciously thinking about those values in the moment that we're making the choice. So here's the way I address procrastination. I look at it and I say, okay, what is going on here? What is the worst thing that could happen if I do this? Let's say I wanted to, I don't know, apply for a speaking event. What is the worst thing that happens if I apply for a speaking event? Well, first of all, maybe I don't get chosen. And then maybe a part of my mind goes, oh, that would be a relief to not get chosen because then I don't have to get on stage and then be like, wait a minute. So what is so bad about getting on stage? That, that is going to be where the source of the procrastination comes from because a lot of people think of procrastination as self-sabotage, but it's not. There's no such thing as self-sabotage. Even when we're doing something that causes us frustration, like procrastinating, our mind believes that it is protecting us from something potentially much worse. So it would rather you feel the frustration of procrastination than it would rather you feel this some other subconscious perceived, imagined, catastrophic reality that 99.99% of the time is never going to happen. So when you ask that question, what is the worst thing that could happen? And you really allow yourself to like, you know, what am I feeling? Oh gosh, I had this pit in my stomach. What is so scary about getting on stage? And they're like, well, it's not about getting on stage. It's because I have the opportunity to sell from the stage. And what if nobody buys in the back of the room? Or if you're someone who is an artist or a performer, in a group, it might just be wonderful and in, in you're in flow. But when you get asked to solo in front of a group, that might be really uncomfortable because perhaps you grew up in a situation where you were never allowed to be front and center. Maybe being front and center was looked down upon as a kid, you're too much, you're too loud. Why do you need all the attention? So what we learn is it is safer to not be visible, to not be seen, to not be in the spotlight. If there are no fears, hesitations, concerns, worries, if there are none of those types of thoughts, then I go to resistance. Do you aspire to help other people change their lives? Is that something you've wanted to do? To help people to be more confident in themselves, to feel motivated, to feel fulfilled in their life, and to just be satisfied? Maybe you even help people to work through certain habits or behaviors in their life. If this is something that you enjoy doing, or you have a desire to do, and you want to help people get rapid, lasting results, I have a wonderful thing to share with you today. 
I have officially put hypnosis certification training on the books for 2024. And if you sign up and register this week, there is a special early registration opportunity for you. See the link in the show notes or go to pennychason.com forward slash hypnosis certification. Okay, what is it about this task that I don't like? It might be that it takes a lot of your time and your value is freedom, right? However, you know that if you do this thing, you don't have to do it again for a very long time, right? Or you might be in the process of putting yourself into a situation where, yes, this is going to take a hunk of my time now, but when I do it this time, let's take something in the business You know, as I go through the process of doing this in the business this time, I'm going to create a step-by-step SOP. And yes, that is a pain in the ass, but it's going to make it so much easier to hire someone else to do it next time because they will have the step-by-step. So resistance can come in when something goes against our values and freedom I know that I've talked about this before in my Facebook group. I And I talk about it in my workshops all the time. I don't know that I've ever mentioned this here on the podcast. The value of freedom can be the number one value that I see gets in the way of entrepreneurs who are in that low six figures mark and they have the potential to grow their business. Um, even in five figures, wanting to hit six figures, I see that the value of freedom gets in the way. And it's because of the way that they tell themselves stories around the value of freedom. To some people, freedom means flying by the seat of my pants, no structure, don't tell me to be at a certain place at a certain time. And it's all about not having any rules. But to grow a successful business, there has to be some structure. For me, I don't have rigid structure. I My energy fluxes and flows through the day. I use time blocking. I know what things need to be done, and I know how much time I need to set aside for those things, and those time blocks go on my calendar, and I do those things in that time block. If I complete the task before the time is up, great. But I can move those time blocks around unless it is a client appointment, a group coaching call, a workshop call where I have to be available at a certain time. And I make sure to always schedule those things in my prime operating time. Um, I used to be the person who would schedule clients from Japan at seven o'clock at night and clients from Australia at six o'clock at night. Um, I would have clients from India that I would get up at 8.30 in the morning. You really don't want my brain between 8.30 and 11 a.m. I work by my natural sleep rhythms now, and I naturally wake up between 6 and 8. And I really like to ease into my day. Looking at freedom as a value, it creates a lot of resistance. People dig in their heels. They don't want to take the action that they need to take. And it happens because it goes against 
the story they've told themselves of what freedom looks like, what it means to have freedom. And typically when I work with those uh, clients in the past, we would reframe the story of freedom. A little bit of structured time every day gives me immense freedom. That structure gives me the gift of freedom. And that shifts things for people. Now, the third thing that can come into play here is when we have been in a pattern of resistance or a pattern of procrastination for a very long time, not only now are we dealing with the past beliefs, with the past feelings, with the value, but we've also created a conditioned habit. Okay, so let's think about Pavlov's dogs. He was running an experiment and Ivan Pavlov noticed that sometimes when he went back to the lab where the dogs were, just by him walking up and going into the lab, the dogs would be drooling. And he thought, hmm, this is interesting. So he created the famous experiment where he would ring a bell and give the dog a morsel of food and ring a bell and give the dog a morsel of food. And he conditioned the dogs to stimulus response. When he would ring the bell, he would give them food. And when we eat naturally, we salivate. So ringing the bell became associated to salivation. He did this, I think it was for a period, a couple of weeks. And then all he would have to do is come into the room and ring the bell and the dogs would start salivating. With no morsel of food, they would begin to salivate. So not only have we had to deal with the belief piece and the fears and the value and reframing the stories around the value, but we've also developed a habit. And changing classically conditioned habits, stimulus response habits, takes longer than it does to shift a belief. When we shift a belief, the behaviors tied to that belief can fall away very quickly. But when it comes to the classically conditioned habit, what we want to do is create a new habit. And to create a new habit takes repetition. If we created uh, a habit in the past and it was a classically conditioned habit, it takes longer to reprogram a classically conditioned habit than one that is attached to a belief. Because a habit that is attached to a belief is a habit of reaction, not something that's wired in like Pavlov's dogs. Pavlov's dogs is just more, it's more of a hard wire. It's not situational. And that's just a very superficial explanation of it. But when something is tied to the procrastination or the resistance, it's situational and it's a reaction, but it looks like a habit. And as I mentioned earlier, if that has persisted long enough, we can also have that classically conditioned habit of thought or association that goes along with it. <clears throat> That's really the rundown on procrastination. When it's procrastination, there's something we're avoiding, a fear, a subconscious 
irrational perceived pain that's greater than the pain of being frustrated because we're procrastinating, right? Because it doesn't make sense that we do something that's painful to avoid pain. But I'm telling you, thousands of hours of hypnosis sessions, that protective part is really extra special. The other thing is look at resistance. If there's no fear, there's no emotions around it. What is it about the thing that you're having to do that goes against your values? And then when you pinpoint that value, what are the stories you have around that value? And can you reframe that story that takes the resistance out of it? If the resistance is still there, well, then maybe we've said yes to something that we shouldn't have said yes to because... It didn't align with us to begin with. And then that third component is classically conditioned habits. And as I mentioned, we could be dealing with both. We could be dealing with a reaction, a habitual reaction, and we can be dealing with a classically conditioned habit at the same time. And breaking the reactive habit is much easier than the classically conditioned habit. And the way we break the classically conditioned habit is we pick a better habit and we put it in its place. Because as humans, we don't like to break anything. I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you can feel my appreciation and gratitude for you, my listener. I would love to connect with you outside of the podcast platform. There are a few ways that you can do that. If you're not already on my email list, you can go to pennychason.com forward slash myth and download the Big Mindset Myth PDF. Or you can go to Instagram and follow me at penny.chason. You can connect with me there. I would love to see you there. And of course, you could always head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a positive review of this episode. I appreciate you and I will see you back here next week.